When 18-year-old Sadie Marsh comes from California to visit her father in Minnesota, she sleeps in a bedroom decorated for her much younger self. A ruffled canopy bed, a white dresser with fairies painted on it, wallpaper with pink and white stripes, a bedside lamp with a wishing well base. Neither John nor his daughter has ever made a move to change one thing about that room. Sadie still sleeps under a pile of stuffed animals, the ones she left behind. It's a warm Sunday in late August, and John is sitting on the front porch, feeding peanuts to the squirrel that has ventured up the steps and over to him. He's waiting for his daughter to come out the door to announce that this is really it. She has everything now. She's ready to go to the airport. She's been here for the usual length of time, one week. She's not even gone, but already he is feeling a wide band around his middle start to tighten. When he drops her at the airport, neither of them will express any regret at her leave-taking. It is an unspoken agreement that they keep every parting casual, that they do not make a bad situation worse with what they both would describe as fussing and carrying on a phrase that John's Atlanta-born mother was fond of using, and one that she in fact employed every time they parted. No fussin' and carryin' on now, she would say, her white-gloved hand beneath his chin. Her eyes crinkled at the sides the way they did when she smiled. I'm gonna see you real soon. Just you wait. You won't hardly know I've been gone. He did wait. And wait. Sadie has Irene's looks, auburn hair, hazel eyes that lean toward green, a fair complexion that burns at the mention of sun. She's tall, with a delicate bone structure, wrists so tiny she can almost never find a watch to fit her. But her nature is more like her father's. She's an outdoor type, confident in athletics, a person who is more irritated than inspired by poetry an even-keeled young woman who rarely takes things personally. She has a loud laugh, an infectious one. Even when Sadie was a toddler, Irene would say, you can't hear her laugh and not join right in, even if you're mad at her, especially if you're mad at her. John hears Sadie coming down the stairs and tosses the rest of the peanuts into a corner of the porch. The squirrel stands there on its hind legs, its tail flicking, then opts for running off the porch rather than heading for the feast. Hey, John says. He moves to the top step to watch the squirrel run to the elm tree on the boulevard, then rapidly ascend. From the highest limb, it stares down at John. Get your peanuts, John says, pointing, but the squirrel only stares. All set, Dad. Sadie says. She has her overstuffed backpack in one hand, her suitcase in the other, and he can tell from the tone of her voice that she, too, is having a hard time keeping upbeat. Never mind a deep and abiding love. He and his daughter really like each other. One week four times a year is not enough for either of them, but it is the best solution for now. In winter and summer, Sadie comes to St. Paul. In spring and fall, John goes out to San Francisco, where he stays in a hotel and visits with both Irene and Sadie.
but that never quite works out. If he sees Sadie alone, she seems to feel bad for her mother. If they all get together, it's excruciating. <laughs>